Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. I screwed that up. That's my fault. And I was out of the studio for a minute, so I apologize on that. John, you forgive I'm me? Here. Okay. From last topic, Taylor Swift. Yes. I said this last week. And even more than ever, because of some of the negative publicity that came about, I mean, obviously, from two different aspects. The shooting at the Kansas City uh, uh, victory celebration last Wednesday, and also the public drunkenness of certain ones of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, including Travis Kelsey. Yes. I think that you're going to see Taylor Swift distance herself from Mr. Kelsey. You think so? I, I'm almost positive of this because of the fact that there have been a couple interesting stories that have come out. Matter of fact, one of them was, I, you know, and once again, I don't know if this is true or not. I read this, and it was on a reputable website, but supposedly Brittany Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife, was so drunk they had to give her an IV or something like that. Did you hear this weird oh, story? Oh wow! No, I didn't hear that. In fact, I didn't even see the videos of the of the public drunkenness, which I which I read about, but I didn't see it. Well, but you know, from what I understand, the IV thing is pretty popular recreationally. Like girls will get absolutely lit, and then just know that the that later that night or the next morning they can go get an IV and they'll feel like a hundred bucks. Man, I, you know what? I, I, I once again, I don't want to sound like the straightest arrow in the quiver, but uh, I'm just like I'm. I don't understand that mentality. I don't understand yeah, that mentality yeah, of, of just getting yourself so s-faced uh, that you can barely function for a day or two, or you know, shooting so much, you know, stuff in your bloodstream or snorting yeah. cocaine or taking meth. Or, I just never understood that. But the the thing that got it was Travis Kelsey. Uh, apparently, well, not apparently, he did. He was very, very drunk, and he said he sang <laughs> Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places. Why in the world would he sing that? Which is a cliche, right? Yeah. I mean, of course somebody's going to sing that. Right. And, I see, I think she's going to distance herself. I think because of the fact that, and I think that also, and this is sad, now when people think of the Kansas City Chiefs, they don't necessarily think of the fact that they've won these two Super Bowls back-to-back and they've won three Super Bowls, what, in five years or something like that. They yeah. think about this terrible thing that happened at the, at the celebration. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and I think that's sad for Kansas City. I think it's sad for the NFL. I think it's sad for all the players on, 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 you know, on the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, anybody who knows, anybody who's been in professional sports, they know the incredible sacrifices you have to make it to make to, make it to that level 
of professionalism where a you even make it into the big so to speak and b you're on a team and once again a lot of times it's just luck of the draw you know i mean like with the when they do in football when they do the the um um, the coin flip at the end well no no i so when they do the the um matter of fact there's interesting story if you watch this quarterbacks thing that's on tv uh kirk cousins talks about the fact that he got drafted behind the same draft they uh, was it washington or i can't remember the team you can tell I'm not a football guy. They drafted RG3 in a in a higher level of the football yeah. draft, and then he got drafted as RG3's backup. So he knew that probably for three or four or five years, he would never really be a frontline player. So in other words, the idea being is when you get drafted, it's the luck of the draw. You could get drafted, and the way it works is, with at least with, with NFL, I think it's the same way with Major League Baseball as well, too. I noticed with, with NFL, the worst team gets the number one pick. So, in other yeah. words, so toward the end of the season, it makes the most sense for you to sabotage your season <laughs> right. to get the number one pick. Right. Let's go back to Taylor Swift, though. So, so you believe that she will, she and her people, so to speak, will distance themselves from Travis Kelsey? Yes, I think that that was that was that, that's a rearview mirror, and and on her upcoming album, not the one that's coming out soon, but the one that's coming out next year, she'll talk about you know I I, I would love I love with I had pigskin fever and, and then I lost it and. <laughs> and you know, It'll be called pigskin right. and, and 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 now I feel much better. And now here's what here's what I think. So I'm willing to take a 180 degree difference from you, Brad. And here's what I think. Here's where you're right. I think they will actually continue. I think her and her team will continue to highlight Travis's shortcomings and tear him down little by little and then she will stay with him and she will build him back up into the man she always knew he could be oh my god and it'll be a story about how a strong powerful woman takes a broken man and who would you know he even got drunk after he won the super bowl and she will fix him brad because what does every woman want to do with a bad man with a with a bad boy she wants to be the one that fix him. You know what? He's a broken little baby bird, and she's the mama bird that can take him back to the nest and show him what life can be. That's going to be the narrative. God, John, you have a <laughs> interesting view on life. Is that is that carry through to your actual life? Where? Well, here's the thing. How many women have you known in your life, Brad, <clears throat> that will meet a guy that see a ton of red flags, maybe getting drunk in public at a Super Bowl, or anywhere else, and then say, yeah, but you know what? He's He's got a good heart, and I know that I'm the one that can fix him. Women love to fix broken toys. They love to fix broken men. They love to find garments that just need a little bit of help. You know, they want to fix – a lot of women want to fix her upper, and I think that she can set an example for other women and be like, can you believe – he even got drunk at the Super Bowl, but I fixed him. And I, you know why? Because I had pig skin fever. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 to a certain extent, I, I've, he- I've heard women say that before. Matter of fact, I've heard women, usually in hindsight, twenty twenty, you know, where they say, "Well, I met this guy and I fell in love with him, and I, I, I should have worn, you know, seen, I should have <laughs> seen, seen the red flags. <laughs> I should have right. seen the red flags and blah 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 blah." But I thought to myself, "Oh, I can change him. I can make him." You're, you're sort of right in that respect, but to a certain extent. 
I've heard it the other way as well, too. I've heard guys talk about, well, I found this woman. Boy, she's ideal, but she's got this and this and this and flaw. And yeah, I think I... yeah, yeah. But now also, Brad, there are definitely women out there that that are mature enough. And, and there's a huge segment of the population like this that see red flags in men. They stay away. That if a guy was being drunk in public more than a few times would be like, hey, listen – I'm not in the business of fixing broken men. So this is not one of those all women are like that things. I'm just saying that like the PR value of, of Taylor, because people are so invested in this now, the PR value of her being able to say that she was the one that fixed him and he, do, he could do a few self-effacing interviews. Yeah, I was really lost. And then Taylor set me straight. Like it's a beautiful narrative. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, on the other hand, I feel maybe because I listened to Loveline too long, and <laughs> and and seriously, I used to listen to all the time uh, on radio when it was on the old uh, the the Point KPNT. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing is, Doctor Drew is a full blown MD. He's not like a chiropractor or anything like that. Nothing against chiropractors, yeah. but he's a full blown MD, and he is a he's certified as an addiction specialist. Okay, and mm-hmm. um, I have heard him talk about. So many of the addictions, and quite honestly, I look at myself and I think to myself, there's a lot of, I'm a very flawed person, but the one thing I've never had is I've never been addicted to any kind of drugs or alcohol or anything like that. And yeah. I think to myself, man, you know, so many times, and you in history, you read all these very famous influential people, you know, or, uh, you know you, they're addicted, addicted to cocaine, they're, they were an alcoholic. And once again, I feel for those people. I told you the bizarre story one night, I ended up with a, what was supposed to be a business dinner. I ended up yeah. at an at a, at a Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, which, which to me was fascinating. And that's one of the interesting things is that Dr. Drew, even though he's a MD and you know he can prescribe medications and stuff like that, he still very much touts the 12-step program. And um, I don't know. I, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe she could wean him off the bottle. And I don't know. I, and maybe, but without belaboring it, maybe it's also a case, too, where we don't know because he's been drunk in public maybe a few times. We don't know that that would classify him as an alcoholic. Now, I'm not an expert on this topic, but getting, you know, getting lit in a celebratory way and showing off because you're a celebrity. I don't know if that qualifies you as having a drinking problem. Well, I, I think but it's... maybe I mean, <laughs> you know, look, you and neither you or I drink. So, like, we're not. We're not ones that could say, yeah, I got lit on Saturday night. I have no idea how I got home. But, like, I, I would be hesitant to, to put him in the category of having a drinking problem. But you know what? The flip side, Brad, is you say if you're getting drunk in public to celebrate a beautiful moment, maybe you do have a drinking problem. Well, I, I, I've, I've never been the kind of person that has to do that. And, see, that's part of the reason why I don't understand the whole marijuana thing. I'll, you know, I heard an interesting thing the other day. Um, I tell you what, let's pick that up next break. <laughs> remind me of this is I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, remind me I'm I'll write it down here. DoorDash. We'll do that in the th- in the third segment. Okay, nice. segment C. Okay, uh, property tax. Okay, let's go back that a minute. Okay. Yep. Here's my problem that I have, and you don't like. You're saying that WashU, if WashU has to pay property tax, and is this just specifically WashU and U City? Is that who they're going after specifically? Uh, yeah, I think they're specifically targeting WashU, and then the whole point is that. They say that they want um, want you to follow a model of Yale, and I guess Yale has a whole thing where they give a whole bunch of money to 
whoever wants money. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's a it goes it should go without saying here that this whole thing is about who gets the cash and who gets consulting contracts and who gets some handouts here. Well, but uh, yeah, so that's my point is that they want they want to follow a Yale model where the university gives a whole lot more money back to the quote unquote community and they call it pilot. Have you <clears throat> excuse me? Have you heard of this before, Brad? No. Payment in lieu of taxes. So in other words, saying, okay, you don't have to actually pay taxes, but you have to give us something for, for what you're taking from us. Well, see, but here's the problem I have, because then where do you stop? Do you, do you take all the churches and synagogues and university cities, say, okay, yeah, hey, I, I got you. I give me the money. completely understand. You know, that. I mean, where does it stop? I mean, you know, see, I'm, I'm the person, this is what bothers me, okay? And I will tell you my bias, and if Shelly were here, she could tell you this exact same story. We have people that call us all the time, and they want free advertising. And they'll yep. always say, we're a not-for-profit. And I'm going like, okay, that rubs me the wrong way. You know, because of the fact that, yep. that and the reason it rubs me the wrong way is, once again, you look at some of these not-for-profits, how they operate and the money they spend stuff on, I'm going like, dude, you can afford our cheap advertising rates. Yep, Don't absolutely. give me this. And how, how much they pay on, we've talked about it before, overhead administrative expenses, right. salaries, everything. Right. And they don't pay. They, we don't. You know, and it's just like the thing that bothers me in the broadcasting business. The religious broadcasters pay no FCC fees. If, yeah. Like, like, like uh, Joy 99 here in St. Louis. They pay no tax. They pay no property tax if they own their, I guess they own their building. They're out there in Manchester. If they own their building, they own no property. Like, for example... The the Humane Society of Missouri has the big fancy place there at Page and Shoots. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. No taxes, zero taxes. I'm going like, yeah. okay, explain to me. That's probably a ten million dollar building, at least at least a five million dollar building, sitting on like three or four acres, maybe more property than that, in a prime you know location right there on Page and Shoots in the Westport area. They pay zero taxes. Somebody needs to watch more Sarah McLaughlin. Heartstring tugging commercials, Brad. You're you're clearly too hardened. Well, don't get me going on the whole. Are, are you a pet guy? Do you have pets? I don't. Okay. I, don't. I had dogs growing up, and I think they're wonderful, but I don't have any now. Well, I don't get me going on the pets things because I you know I know people that that their life revolves around. I mean, like to a certain extent, my mom and dad got like that in their older years. We had a dog that we couldn't keep for another reason. We gave it to my mom and dad, and unfortunately, my mom and dad's life revolved around that dog. Yeah, and yeah, I, and and then when a dog gets old, when they have so, for example, my parents had a dog that needed to have a joint replacement, right? And my parents had the dogs like i believe it was her her hip replaced brad and that was probably five thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, right lord knows how much it was <laughs> I mean, and you know what but this sounds very heartless but i've told people before i love dogs dogs get old and die well and it's you know it's sad and i don't know i just i'm not for it i guess the thing that bothers me is that that you know, I've said it before, I've said it again, that people take better care of their pets than they do other people. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, for sure. I'm, Absolutely. I always go back, and I know this is, I'm, I'm rehashing old stories, but I always go back, and this is probably, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, this knucklehead down in South County. Once again, I do not condone what he did. I thought what he did was tor- horrible. He got mad at his dog for some reason and went in the backyard and beat it to death with a hammer, okay? And mm-hmm. they picketed that guy's house for weeks. 
They wanted mm-hmm. him thrown in jail. They wanted it, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, how many times do you hear the story about some, some, you know, knuckle dragger who beats the crap out of his kid, you know, throws yep, his kid against the, you know, right. against the wall and kills it. And yet are there people picketing in front of that guy's house? No, yep. but you know, and to me, it's like, it's like, okay, what's more precious human life or animal life? I say human life any day of the week, you know, yeah, and yeah. That, I, I'm with you hundred percent. I think dogs are cute and I love other people's dogs and I'll just, I'll pet them all day long, but now, okay. We're running late again. You know what? Must be a holiday thing. Okay. <laughs> Let's take our last break. Let me get things screwed up here because I got... Th- By the way, listen to this first commercial here, okay? Can you hear this first commercial? I'll play this first I, commercial. I will, yeah. I'll listen to it. What I think is very interesting because of the fact that there's an interesting twist on this. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 